Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for, to the first edition of the off-season report of the off-season at Letterman Row for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is Tim May, the 40-year vet on the other side of that screen. That is Andy Backstrom. Of course, you know us. You'll, you might love us by now, uh, but uh, you love the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is why we thank you for being here watching all of our content at lettermanrow.com and on the Letterman Row YouTube channel. Tim, Andy, uh, big news out of Columbus, first and foremost on Wednesday morning, Will Howard, the Kansas State transfer quarterback, will be visiting the Ohio State Buckeyes. He's expected to visit in the coming days. Pete Thamel from ESPN First to report that Letter Monroe has confirmed that news. The Buckeyes are expected to host Will Howard on an official visit. Um, after seeing what we saw in the Cotton Bowl, this is not surprising. We thought it might happen even before we saw what we saw in the Cotton Bowl. But Tim, Andy, um, actually, Andy, I'll start with you this time. Then we'll go to Tim because I know Tim's got thoughts. Uh, what do you think about this this news that Will Howard and Ohio State have mutual interest to the point of a visit? There have been rumblings about Will Howard now for quite a bit, so this is really not too surprising to us. That being said, I, I, th- I think you need to have a veteran quarterback at this point being brought in. He's clearly experienced. He's won a Big Ten, a Big Twelve title rather, and been at Kansas State for quite a long time. Put up the stats. He stayed healthy, and all of those things are important for a really important year 
for Ryan Day and his staff. I don't know what the staff's going to look like. We're expecting maybe there'll be changes there as well. You're going to need to have consistency, but also durability at the quarterback position. And with the way that the Cotton Bowl went and the way the season went for Devin Brown, it's just hard to say that you can guarantee him being healthy for all 12 games of the regular season and then a postseason that could be longer with the expanded playoff. So it just makes sense to bring in someone else. That being said, like, I don't think this is an indictment of Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz and what we saw from them, because I still don't think that was a fair evaluation of either of those two guys. And I still think that we need to talk more about how the offensive line, no matter who they bring in a quarterback, is a major concern for this football team right now. Tim? I was making all uh, all kinds of head movements, uh, agreeing with you and uh, affirming your negatives with a head not with a head shake like this. Uh, and uh, Will Howard, pick Ohio State. You like that headline? <laughs> yeah. You know, I had people come up to me on the sideline before the game in the uh, Cotton Bowl in Jerry World there, AT&T Stadium, in and around the Ohio State program, you know, feeling really good about the Will Howard uh, situation uh, because he's being sold on your, it's going to be a competitive deal. I don't, you know, Ryan Day doesn't promise anybody a job and I think he's going to, I think he's been pretty consistent about that, but uh, you touched the main thing. Uh, we didn't, we didn't get to get, we didn't get to see a fair uh, representation of what either Devin Brown or Lincoln Keynotes bring to the table because of the way they were being harassed all night. That was like, I've, been on record as saying that was that was one of the worst displays of offensive line or pass pro I can remember in Ohio State history. Maybe, maybe the Fiesta Bowl in 2016, the semifinal of the college football playoff, when Ohio State got shut out 31 to nothing by Clemson, uh, ferocious pass rush by Clemson. Uh, but that was that that should be job one in this uh in this offseason of nailing uh, nailing a quality, at least one quality offensive lineman to join the group, perhaps two. And we'll see where that goes. But uh, Will Howard, yeah, I mean, you know, just turn on the video. This guy brings a lot to the table. He would at least be competitive in that room, at, at least, I say. So, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense that you, you've zeroed in on that fellow when maybe some other guys you were interested in made up their minds quickly on where they were headed. Uh, it looks like Will Howard uh, looks to be the real deal and, like I said, could at least juice up that room. Yeah, Big 12 championship. Uh, he has a lot of stats and accolades from the Big 12. Um, his best weapon that he threw to in three or four years there was Deuce Vaughn, who's a 5'9", five, 5'10", five, running back. Um, so we haven't really seen him with a full complement of elite weapons like he would have at Ohio State if he does choose to pick Ohio State. Um, one thing that I would say about Will Howard is he brings an element of the running game that I don't think Ohio State has had since Braxton Miller, and that's not an indictment on anybody's running game. I thought JT Barrett was a good runner. I think Will Howard's quicker. I thought C.J. Stroud was a capable runner. Ohio State didn't have him do it. Cardell Jones was a powerful runner. I think Will Howard has like the most athleticism that you would see. You'll see in a quarterback. Uh, if he does choose Ohio State, you don't see a quarterback that often at Ohio State that has his athleticism. He has a lot of rushing yards under his belt. And the read option is a major, major part of what Kansas State did with him. Um, we saw a run-heavy um, game plan from Ohio State on uh, Friday night in the Cotton Bowl. That involved a lot of quarterback run. Ryan Day even said as much. That's why he went to, to Lincoln Keenholz and not Tristan Jevia, um, because the game plan demanded – 
heavy quarterback run. Well, guess who fits that game plan style perfectly? That's Kansas State's Will Howard. And so if that's the game plan that you're going to employ or deploy, I guess, for a Cotton Bowl, there's no reason you couldn't do it for 12 or 13 or 14 or even 16 games in the new playoff format with Will Howard and try to win a national championship. So, yeah, it's just a visit, but it's not just a visit. You don't bring a guy, especially at quarterback, knowing the, the stir that it's going to cause in your room in for an official visit unless you feel really good about where he is. So uh, I think this is a, a domino that that's going to continue to knock other dominoes over um, for this, not just this roster, but for college football. You know, anytime Ohio State gets a new starter, um, potentially, that's huge. And so it'll send shockwaves. Even even the, the notion of a visit will send shockwaves. Um, but like you guys said, like it's not just quarterback that Ohio State has to add in the portal, Andy. Um, there are quite a few positions of need for Ohio State. Um, not a lot of roster spots, but enough roster spots. I think there's five or six. Um, according to the roster count that I have, there could be a couple more. The portal's still open until Wednesday night. So uh, when you look at this roster, Andy, what what else needs addressed here uh, for Ohio State? I think it's, it's funny. I saw some people on Twitter saying, you know, Ohio State's a quarterback and a few offensive linemen away from playing in a national championship this year. Well, <laughs> those are the most important <laughs> positions on the field, arguably. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to do. Uh, quarterback is certainly at the head of that, and so is offensive line. Um, you know, I think when you're looking at the offensive line, you're going to bring back a lot of guys. That doesn't necessarily mean that a guy is going to get better from year one to year two as a starter. Sometimes it is the case. Sometimes they do make a jump. And I think you could play around with that. You also have Justin Fry's guys. He recruited, brought in. We didn't see a lot of this year. We saw the most of Luke Montgomery, but the other three, we didn't see any of. And so you're going to maybe see those guys develop. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, but I do think you need to attack the portal, as Tim mentioned, for offensive linemen. I know we talked all last year about how difficult that is, but it's been done before around the country. I mean, it's not like impossible to at least bring in some guys. And they tried it with Victor Cutler, who gave a run at that center competition, didn't end up winning. And of course, they brought in Josh Simmons, who ended up starting a left tackle. So I think they need to have at least one or two offensive linemen that they bring in to at the very least just up this competition and push the guys that are already in those spots. Because I don't think they can just go say, hey, the four that we're bringing back, you know, everyone but Matt Jones that's coming back, hey, you're just going to be a starter. Like, I think they they need to have something look different for this group or at least try to. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there, there have been several what I'd call quality wide receivers uh, jump into the portal, uh, you know, maybe, you know, not to the not to the height of a Jer Jeremiah Smith or something like that. But, uh, um, you know, with the guys who have left the wide receiver room, I, I would think you're looking at least for one wide receiver just from a from a number standpoint. I know they got these great guys coming in. They're going to be freshmen. Jeremiah Smith, man, those videos from uh, San Antonio, he looks ready to play for without a doubt. And uh, Milan Graham, the same thing. But uh, I would think they would look at least one or two more one or at least one wide receiver uh, just to give you numbers, quality numbers, experience numbers, uh, maybe is the better way of putting it in that wide receiver room. If we're just sticking with offense now. And of course, uh, um, Spencer's favorite player, favorite pickup so far in the portal, uh, tight end from Ohio University. You can get into him later, but that's that looks like a sound pickup. I know it's just from right down the road in Ohio at Ohio University, but uh, you watch this young man's video and I think he looks quality. I was ribbing uh, Spencer before we started this video about him just because, you know, 
yeah, I like to see Spencer squirm. But uh, you know, I, I think there is a plan to what they're doing. The the the, the key here is recruiting in the, from the transfer portal. You know, and uh, 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 Will Howard is, I think, is case number one. Yeah, it's interesting, Tim, that you bring up wide receiver because the Buckeyes, according to Brian Hartline and Ryan Day and talking to about roster management over the years with those two, you know, they want to have 10, 11 guys in that wide receiver room. Right now, as it stands, yep. have, they would have eight. And that's not – that's well – you know, two under, when it's when you're talking about 10, that's 20% of the room. Um, you don't want that, and, and you can't have that. Now, they do have a couple walk-ons that they think are pretty quality that can help them during practice, but – you know, you want the depth of of the product, and it's not just about the Jeremiah Smiths and the the potential of Emeka Ibuka and, uh, you know, what you're going to get from Carnell Tate and Brandon Innes. you got to have guys at the bottom of the roster who are going to play your scout team that are going to give your defense a good look. I completely agree. They, they could probably stand to bring in a wide receiver. Now, that's going to be really tough. Uh, you can sell somebody on learning under Brian Hartline, but you're, you can't sell somebody on playing time whatsoever in that wide receiver. Yeah. It's just a fact. Uh, offensive can line. You reject- yeah, a couple of guys have made a mistake though, jumping in the portal from Ohio State. I'm not necessarily going to name names, but they're obvious. I'm talking about from the wide receiver room. I'm just going, you know, some things don't make sense to me that, uh, you know, that you go from a place that it generated the kind of receivers Ohio State has. Some guys you heard a lot of coming in the door. Some guys you didn't, but still excelled. Like Chris Olave was a three star at best. <clears throat> And uh, I just don't understand giving up on giving up on the Ohio State aspect of things so quickly. You know what I mean? And obviously there are people involved in this from family to uh, probably your agent, your handler, whatever you want to call it, who are involved in a lot of this stuff. But uh, some of this stuff kind of doesn't make sense. And I'm talking about for the good of that player in particular. So I just want to get my two cents worth in on that before you throw, plug another quarter into the machine here. Yeah, it, it was kind of hard to – it was a little puzzling, Tim, when you look at guys who, you know, knew that they were not going to play in year one at Ohio State, really no matter what, and then right. all of a sudden after year one, they're like, hey, I'm going to go find a better opportunity. Well, you didn't really give yourself much of an opportunity at the first stop. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to criticize any kid's decision. Every right, kid's- right. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just making an overall statement. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. You know, you do what you got to do, right? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, and then Andy, like you said, the offensive line, you got to bring some bodies in. You got to you got to figure this thing out. Um, right now, I think that the scholarship uh, crunch at offensive line looks a little not great. Uh, there's I have 16 right now on my scholarship count. Uh, offensive linemen projected to be back. That includes Donovan Jackson, who I've penciled in as back, not penned in or sharpied in. Um, I think he will be back. So 16 offensive linemen is a lot. I don't know where you go from there, um, but you need to keep bringing guys in. They're going to push the room, but 16 is a lot. And then, like you said, Tim, Will Kakmerick, Will Kasmerick. I'm still trying to figure out the the pronunciation on the name um, because every time I even watched a Bobcats game, which I watched a lot of them, somebody was saying it differently. So you, you yeah. just don't know. Um, I've been told by Ohio State uh, sources that they expect him to play a large role right away. I've been told by an Ohio source that he is the – uh, epitome of a hard worker he's a, a quiet kid he loves football 
Um, you're going to get a really good kid who just wants to play football at the highest level. And he was one of the best blocking tight ends, not only in the Mac, but now in the transfer portal, Ohio state scoops him up because they know that's what they need. You, you don't need a receiving tight end when you've got the potential of Jelani Thurman, you've got what G Scott showed in the receiving game this year. Bennett Christian's a big target. Who's going to be back next year. Demarion Witten's a borderline wide receiver. He could alleviate some of the pain there at wide receiver of losing those guys. And Max LeBlanc's going to be a, a rotational guy um, in the future, but also somebody who's going to need a year to develop. I think Will Kasmerick fits a need perfectly right where you needed one uh, as an inline blocker in 12 personnel. He's he's going to do well as we flip the page over to the defensive side, Andy. Is wait, a, wait, wait, wait a minute. Before we flip the page, did I really hear the two words, Jelani Thurman, come out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a year two jump, Tim, after starting in the Cotton Bowl and only playing two snaps. Uh, a year two jump would be a delight for me to watch from Jelani Thurman. Amen, brother. I'm telling you, walks by me on the sideline. I'm just going, you got to figure out some way to get this guy in the game. You know, that, there, I'll leave it at that. Now go ahead. Andy, defensively, any holes that you see defensively that uh, need addressed in the transfer portal as the, the thing closes up here tonight, January 3rd? Yeah, I mean, just briefly, I think running back is, is a spot on offense they could add someone in right now they're projected at four running backs that's if Travion Henderson does return then you have Dallin Hayden and the two new guys that they're bringing in uh, James Peoples and Sam Williams Dixon so they like to be four or five I think they'd be more comfortable with five so that's just another position to be keeping in mind but then for the defense side of the ball I think defensive end is a position that like you said with wide receiver it's hard to sell playing time there because you could have two top guys not only at Ohio State but in the Big Ten and maybe college football returning at the position. Uh, we don't know yet what they're going to do with their decisions, but if they did return, you bring in someone else, it's hard to sell them on, hey, you'll play here, but the depth is not great at that position right now. Um, you know, we saw them move over Arvell Reese in training camp to the defensive end position. I think that was partly to bolster the depth at defensive end. It seems like Arvell Reese has since returned to linebacker because that's the way that Jim Knowles was talking about him in the lead up to the Cotton Bowl. So I'm questioning, you know, what's the depth at that edge position? Uh, even if those two come back and JT Tuimolau, Jack Sawyer, what are you doing beneath that? I know you got Kenyatta Jackson, you've got Caden Curry and Mitchell Melton, but there's just not a lot of names at that pivotal position. So defensive end is kind of, you know, I guess digging my antenna right now. I mean, what do you guys think? Yo, Kenyatta Jackson, what? Posted that kind of cryptic uh, X. Is that what we call it now? X. Yeah. Tweet, tweets has a lot better than an X. Uh, you know, decisions. Not sure what that's all about. Caden Curry, you know, is going to be back. Uh, Mitchell Melton just sort of like disappeared, you know, as far as uh, viable playing time this year. And, you know, we were all hyped on him a year and a half ago about being that key ingredient for the new Jim Knowles defense. And, uh, you know, and of course, they, they've moved on from that. But uh, I agree with you. I think defensive end is a place they need some bodies or a body. Let's put it that way. I think if you get a quality dude out of the uh, transfer portal in that regard, I think you're doing well. So that that's my take. Just one body. You know what I mean? Doesn't have, you, you're not going to find two of the caliber that you're searching for at Ohio State uh, to come out of the portal. But lure one, you know, get the uh, NIL cranked up, whatever, where, whatever it takes. But uh, – I agree with you. And uh, it's funny, man. I, I I don't mean to digress, but I, I 
I was very impressed with the effort given by the defense against Missouri. As I wrote that story, they held Missouri well below its uh, well below its scoring average for the year. The fourth quarter leaves something to be desired, but uh, man, there were you know I know a lot, you know a lot of people are looking at Jack Sawyer's numbers and JT Tuimolo. Where did he go? I think JT Tuimolo had a hell of a game from where, where I was watching. Just because you don't get the sacks doesn't mean you don't you didn't put in the put in the effort. And uh, Ty Hamilton right on down the line. I mean, uh, I was impressed by the way the defensive line played, but uh, it's a new year now. Yeah, a lot of those guys are going to be back, Tim, from what I know. From what we've been hearing, uh, some good news coming potentially for the Ohio State defensive line, which is why uh, I, I I think the only place on the defense, and, and I'm not disagreeing with Andy, you could bring in a defensive end or you can maneuver your way into having another defensive end, whether that's Arvell Reese going back in that defensive end room. He looked good there and fluid there in practice. Yeah. Whether that's finally realizing that C.J. Hicks is probably more of a roamer than he is a true linebacker. Uh, we saw him against Purdue. We saw him against Missouri at the linebacker position. It didn't look like – it didn't look great, I'll be honest. And so it, does he become a, a, a better defensive end? Uh, Jim Knowles gave me a long-winded answer uh, during Cotton Bowl prep about needing to do a better job this offseason of scouting C.J. Hicks and figuring out where he fits into the defense because he certainly fits somewhere, and he's the he kind can, of – He could be – he could be a disruptor uh, on the you know on the lines of Mika Parsons or whatever. He could. I know we had that analogy not just because of his number. But he definitely has the talent to be a disruptor somewhere on the field. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And so Jim Knowles has a tall task of figuring out where that best is. Where does Sonny Styles fit into this? If C.J. Hicks or Arvell Reese become a defensive end or become a pass rusher, then does Sonny Styles become a linebacker? Because I think he looks way better at linebacker right now than he does at, at deep safety. And, and Ohio State continues to say he's going to be a good deep safety. I have my doubts. And so the only position on the defense that I see that could use a, a transfer portal addition once you start scouting your roster is safety. Because if, yeah, you I agree. Begin, if you begin to slide guys down and fit them where they actually fit naturally on the football field, instead of having a six foot four, 240 pound safety, you have a six foot four, 235, 40 pound defensive end linebacker combo or something like that. Then you probably need another safety and not a, a defensive end or a linebacker. So I, I think if the Buckeyes play their cards correctly or play their cards strategically, they could be looking at only needing one person one transfer addition on the entire defense. And that could be in the back end of safety to help Jihad Carter and to help some of those other guys who are going to need to play a, a large role in this defense, Malik Hartford. Like, you know, people I've talked to said, you know, they're going to be picky a safety and only bring a guy in who helps them immediately. I completely agree with that. But at the same time, I think you need somebody, not just want to look for somebody who can help you immediately. I think you need yeah, somebody the last, yeah. who can help yeah, you. The last two years, they the last two years, they've done just that. And then Jihad Carter got, obviously banged up. I mean, Tanner McAllister was a good, was a good fit for that defense. Yeah. I, I think you agree. Of course he followed uh, Jim Knowles from Oklahoma state. And yeah, you, you're, you're exactly right. When you really total it up of where of not necessarily the numbers that they've got listed, but where guys could end up. That's a, that's a great point. Andy. Yeah. Safety is definitely one of those immediate needs, but I think defense fan, I was just saying for long-term because and if one of those guys goes down, let's say you bring back both JT and Jack Sawyer, and then unfortunately, you know, one goes down, that's just football, right? At some point, Ohio's got really lucky with, with injuries this year on the defensive front and the offensive front. To have that yes. year after year is just not realistic. So you got to plan for the worst case scenario. And you need to have a guy that 
not only could be okay with staying around, you know, like look at Lorenzo Stiles Jr. Comes in, okay with the fact that he was redshirted this year, but maybe we'll play a role. He played a couple snaps in the Cotton Bowl. Maybe we'll play a role down the line at cornerback. They need a guy like that who can be a defensive end, be okay with, hey, I need to develop. You know, Taiwan Malone, they did the same thing at defensive tackle. Someone like that that adds depth. They are capable of playing if they need to, but it's okay if they're also stored away. So I think that defensive end for me is more long-term and more immediate. You're right, safety for sure. We also need to see what Lathan Ransom does with his decision. Uh, he's another guy who could leave for the NFL. I think that kind of informs what Ohio State needs to do at safety as well. And you have to be excited about some of those young guys headlined by Malik Harford. But I think that linebacker, corner, I think corner is very sound. I think linebacker, you can make things work. It's, it's only two people playing as well in this scheme. And a defensive tackle, I think they should be fine. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'd be pretty excited if I'm a Ohio State fan about some of the, the young guys at defensive tackle. Jason Moore, Hero Canoe, uh, those are guys, in addition to Ty Hamilton and potentially Tyleek Williams, that you have to be really optimistic about. Yeah, and then you, I mean, I'm looking down in San Antonio right now, and the things that Edric Houston's doing to high-level offensive line recruits um, are against the Geneva Convention. I mean, this guy is is wrecking, wrecking offensive linemen who are supposed to be going to the top-level programs. Guys who Ohio State fans would be um, ecstatic to be signing on the offensive line Edric Houston is making them look like school children. So um, if he came in next week and decided to become a part of the Ohio State equation, a defensive end, I don't think anybody would say no, but I also don't think anybody would be surprised. Um, no. So th th those are the kind of guys that you look down at your recruiting class and say, hey, maybe uh, – Maybe maybe the transfer portal is not not all it's cracked up to be when we can go get this guy out of the middle of Georgia, pluck him out and throw him onto our roster. And as a true freshman, he can make an impact. I don't you know, Larry Johnson doesn't love playing freshman, but when a freshman needs to play, he's a guy. And we're going to get into all that, of course, um, at LettermanRoad.com. But before we get out of here, fellas, I did want to tell you guys about a little something I like to call Game Time, the Game Time app and GameTime.co. It's the best place to go buy tickets right now. You know. I'm watching the Sugar Bowl the other night, and all of a sudden I get an ad on my TV for the Game Time app and GameTime.co. Game Time is taking over. And right now you can get $20 off your first purchase of any Buckeyes tickets. You want to go watch the Buckeyes hoops team? They're playing really well. Uh, cross your fingers because it's January. Uh, but they're playing really well right now. You can go watch them. Get $20 off your tickets and then go watch the Buckeyes. They also do this thing. Tim, I know you love it. Yeah. Yeah, if you find the same ticket in there in the same aisle, same general area, you know, relatively small general area, but general area of where you get your ticket from game time and it's cheaper on another site, you'll get 110% of the difference back from game time in the game time app. And of course, as always, uh, Spencer terms apply, read that fine print. It's, it's good that we've got uh, the son of a lawyer on our team here, uh, Anders uh, Backstrom, but, uh, but yeah, game time is the fastest growing, uh, aftermarket ticking spot in the country. And like I, like I always say on my commercial forum on the Tim May show, you know, it, it can be a late minute addition where you, Oh my goodness. I was told my son, I was going to take him to the Ohio state game tonight. But you can also be planning ahead for the, uh, you know, the U S figure skating championships, which are coming to uh, Columbus, but the last week of January at nationwide arena. Um, I, I, as I said, on my app, I, on my show, I don't want to necessarily mention the prices for those tickets, because it is quite the exclusive event. But if you want to take someone, uh, game time has got you covered.
Yeah, and you can get $20 off your first purchase in the GameTime app when you use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout. That's right. That's easy. Buckeyes at checkout. $20 off your first purchase in the GameTime app. Fellas, uh, let's get out of here. We've got two months until spring practice begins. Just two months. We've got about 60 days of free time before the Buckeyes hit the practice field for the 2024 <coughs> edition of spring practice. Until then, we're going to be covering the transfer portal, NFL draft decisions, the NFL combine, um, you know, the draft prep pro day will be during that. Uh, a lot of coverage coming at lettermanrow.com, including hoops coverage from the, the man over there, Andy Backstrom. Got a lot more coming on the Ohio State football roster, the Ohio State football team, Matt Parker and Alex Gleitman over on the recruiting side. What can we say? We're doing the best job we can trying to cover those Buckeyes. Go get it right now. $1 for your first month at lettermanrow.com, the Letterman Row YouTube channel. We'll see you guys over at lettermanrow.com. We'll see you guys back whenever we need to, to break down the Buckeyes here on the Letterman Row YouTube channel. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.